radio show, Ed Gray, loved by many, hated by a few, respected by all, second to none, second to none, the best radio show from Como to the Congo. Yeah, I think I can do, deal with both of these, but I'll just slide that one over to the side and just deal with one mic. Uh, you know, I have a, two mics because, as you know, this uh, radio show is international from the East Coast to the West Coast, from Como to the Congo, from Kenya to Kansas City as well, so they're in every stop in between. You know, today I'm going to be having an abbreviated version of this show because I will be uh, uh, talking to some folks uh, at, uh, uh, well, uh, well, Mothers of Fallen Angels. Uh, they're having a banquet uh, today, so I'll be stopping by there on, uh, well, on my way to parts unknown, if you will. But, you know, one of the parts that has been known is what's going on right now in these United States of America, in these United States of America. Well, and the reason why uh, we call it the United States is because, well, it is a, well, it is a noble concept indeed, but it is not reality because we do happen to have a, a situation in this country in which it is red state and blue state, and it is well, conservative and liberal, and it is us against them. Us against them is not what we are about on this radio show. It's about having not only straight talk, but straight truth. So I'm going to spend a couple of minutes today to talk to you about what's going on in uh, Tennessee. Yep, Tennessee, the Tennessee Three. You probably saw it in the newspaper and also on social media and also uh, uh, all over the Internet. Uh, in regards to the uh, two gentlemen that were expelled from uh, the Tennessee state legislature. Now, what happened with that was they had a uh, protest in which they determined that they were going to, uh, uh, well, they were going to protest the uh, the gun, or shall I say the lack of gun legislation in the state of Tennessee because they just recently had a, a mass shooting. Now, that is just part of the story, and that's the reason why you come here to this radio show, this podcast, the CNN, the real CNN, because we are in your hood. I'm going to go ahead and give you the lowdown, straight talk about what's going on in Tennessee. In Tennessee, the most obvious way it looks, the way the press has been putting it, and the most obvious way it is, is that you have two black men who were expelled from the uh, Texas, uh, Tennessee, well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. It may happen in Texas at one point indeed yeah, because it, it, we seem to be copycats here uh, in America. One uh, state does something, the other state does the same thing. We've seen that already when they're talking about taking black history out of the books in Florida. Then they decide they want to do it in Texas. But let's go back to the story at hand. Let me introduce the topic and let me drop it. The topic, Tennessee 3, or should I say the Tennessee 2. Now, the individuals that were expelled were Justin Jones, Representative Justin Jones, and Representative Justin Pearson of Tennessee. Uh, Justin uh, Jones is uh, uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, and Justin Pearson is from uh Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, these two uh, individuals were, uh, they were, uh, they were protesting, as I said, uh, 
along with uh, another individual. I'm trying to look at my notes and find her name right now. It escapes me right now. And the reason why it escapes me is because, well, she wasn't expelled. So I really don't want to talk about it. And the reason why I don't want to talk about it is because it's a, a black thing. And I think you do understand because Justin Pearson and Justin, uh, well, Justin Jones were expelled because they were black. They were black. It's more than the gun legislation that they want uh, to uh, enact in Tennessee. It's more than protesting the lack of gun legislation that exists in Tennessee. It is clearly a hit on these two young brothers. Now, I went from saying men to brothers because I want to talk straight to the brothers, okay? Now, this is exactly what this is about. This is exactly what this is about. When you have young people, young people and Justin and Justin, they're both in their 20s. They're not even 30 years old. They are doing something that we are always trying to get young people to do. Run for office. Be involved in the process. And exercise your freedom of speech to get things done. And in regards to this, they did exactly that. They did exactly that. So they did a protest in the Tennessee State House and people lost their mind. Yeah, they lost their mind because they said you took away the decorum of the Tennessee State Legislature. Now keep in mind, years back, they had a guy named well, they had a guy named Davey who used to walk around the same quarters of the, the Tennessee State Legislature with a with a uh, coonskin hat on, cap on. You don't think that's disruptive? Well, that's a long time ago. Let me bring it back to right now. Right now, what ends up happening, Justin Pearson, they got on him because the first day he showed up to take the oath of office, he had a dashiki on. So they said, no, you can't have a dashiki on. They got on him about that. You had some people in the uh, the house who said he don't need to be there because he's having a dashiki. Keep in mind, he hadn't protested anything yet. He hadn't made a speech yet. But yet they're saying he can't have a dashiki? Come on now. Now, if we're talking about something that's about <laughs> ethnicity, if he wants to wear dashiki because he's proud he's black and it's a black thing and they don't understand, come on now, folks. Now, this has been a hit. A hard, a, 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 all this time, this has been a hit. This has been a hit all the way. Now, let me go ahead and tell you about uh, Mr. Pearson, uh, Representative Pearson. And I'm going to continue to call him that just because they took away the title. That don't mean the people took away the title. Because he was duly elected by the people, by the people. Only the people can take him out of office. They did a vote to kick him out of office. They did a vote to kick him out of office. They did a vote to kick uh, John Jones out of office, Justin Jones out of office. And they did another vote 
for Gloria Jones, I believe that's her name. And in regards to her, they kept her. They kept her by one vote, trying to make it look good, like it was really close. It really wasn't close at all. But they kept her by one vote, and they kicked Jones and Pearson out. And when they asked the representative, they said, well, why did you stay? She says, clearly obvious why I stayed. I stayed because I was a white woman. She's 60 years old, and Jones and Pearson are, are, are in their 20s. So we have that going on, and this has been a pattern that's existed throughout America. It's existed throughout America. This isn't the first time it's ex that it's happened. It's happened before. Now I'm going to go back in history and let you know these things as they occur. It happened in the 1960s, way back in the 1960s, when they had Julian Bond, who was in Georgia, that he was protesting the Vietnam War. He won his seat. And guess what they did? Who You know who they are. They, the Georgia State House, said, we're not going to seat you. They're not going to seat you. He won, and the people decided that he would be there, but they said, no, we don't want you. He, he eventually got seated, but this is what's happening again. When young people decide to exercise their rights, and some people don't like the exercise of rights, they begin to exorcism them out of, well, the state house. Now, this is also happens to old heads like myself. Okay, I'll go back again, 1960s again. Adam Clayton Powell Jr. used to be the pastor of Abyssinian Baptist Church in uh, Harlem, one of the most powerful black men in America at that time. At that time, he was also an individual who spoke loudly. He also spoke about black economic rights. He also spoke about civil rights. He also spoke against the Vietnam War. He also spoke about black power, and guess what they did? You know who they are. This is on a higher level. This is the United States Congress. They kicked him out. Again, kicked him out. So what happened with the Tennessee three? Let's cut it to two because only two actually got kicked out. Well, what ends up happening, they kicked him out, and, you know, he had to go back and win his seat back. But that's what ends up happening. This is always the case. This, this is happening in America. You know, when we talk to some folks and they say that, hey, there's no need me voting because, well, they are going to do what they want to do anyway. This is what they do. They have always done that. They appear to always want to do it. Representative Justin Jones. Justin Jones was, that's the, the, the young man who has the straight hair. Uh, and what he had did as well was that he had, uh, he had uh, protested Confederate statues. And when he protested Confederate statues,
they got mad at that. So this was before he got elected. He was banned from being at the state capitol. But guess what he did? He actually got elected, and you can't ban somebody once they are elected. And when we come back, we'll talk about some local items that happen and people who are banned here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Stay tuned. All right, Angelo. Hi, I'm Ed Bridges, CEO, founder of Wrong Way Driver Alert. And one thing that we know, when you need to go the right way, we always turn to Commish Radio. He never leads you in the wrong direction. So here at Highway Nation, we want to thank Mr. Ed Gray for taking us in the right direction. And visit us on Facebook Highway Nation page and give us a like. This is Sheldon Smith, president of the National Black Police Association Dallas Chapter with my good friend Ed Gray on Commission Radio every Saturday. Tune in. show back again and you're listening to the sounds of Pam Pam Jones uh, wait a minute hold on Pam Gray what am I tripping out on I don't even know oh man this is family and I'm getting all mixed up the reason why I'm getting mixed up because I'm fired up and I'm fired up uh, because of the deal that's happening in Tennessee and I want to bring it local again uh, just want to go ahead and uh, Tan Gray thank you for uh, Cuz, thank you for putting that in. And uh, hey, I'm I'm very fired up about what's going on in Tennessee. Just like I was fired up what uh, happened in uh, McKinney, Texas. I think we have our caller in. Caller, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you, and I think America can hear you too. And once we get live again uh, on Facebook, which we never left. Uh, You've been on the radio podcast before, and tell them who you are, and I will chime in because I'm going to give you the floor because, you know, they took it away from you in, in McKinney, and, but you always have a floor right here on the commercial radio show. Go ahead. Yeah, this is uh, Lashadion Shimwell, former council member of McKinney, Texas, and I'm just uh, blessed to, and honored to be on the show today. How you doing there, Commissioner? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay, man. I'm I'm uh, mentioning I gave everybody a history lesson. I mentioned Adam Clayton Powell and uh, mentioned uh, Julian Bond, how they were uh, uh, removed from office uh, because they uh, shook up the apple cart, and you you did the same thing up in McKinney. Uh, could you tell them uh, our audience who 
who should have been listening then because I, I try to get them fired up about that then. But, you know, uh, I, I guess you should have got a bullhorn or something like that and, and fired some people up. But I think all of our people are now fired up and ready to go now. Tell them what happened. Oh, man, you know, it's just a um, a modern-day buck-breaking is what I see going on and what I've seen going on with myself. Um, back in, I want to say, 2020, 2019, I issued a proclamation called the Black State of Emergency. And I issued that proclamation after the death of Botham John and of Tatiana Jefferson. It just seemed like week after week after week, uh, innocent black people were being murdered in their homes. And so I issued this black state of emergency that if the state of Texas will not protect its citizens, then don't come to Texas. Don't visit Texas. Don't spend your dollars in Texas. We want to put out a level four travel advisory for black folks traveling to or through Texas. And when I issued that proclamation, you got to understand this was six months before George Floyd. And they told me that I was... Um, they told me I was rocking the boat. They told me I was insane. They told me that a, a, an uprising um, would not take place. And sure enough, six months later, the death of George Floyd sparked an uprising uh, the summer of 2020 like this country has never seen. But the damage was done. They had taken my seat from me, removed me from my seat as the second ever elected uh, African-American council member and the youngest council member to ever be elected to McKinney. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs, like, if you allow them to do this to me, they will come for you next. And I couldn't get anybody, no national outrage, uh, nobody other than yourself and one other local radio station uh, that even heard my story. And uh, I was reaching out to the NCAA, the NAACP. <laughs> Here I am thinking about basketball and this girl, Angel, who was just killing it right now. Um, but I was reaching out to everybody to let them know what was going on. Because if they can do it to me, they will do it to you. And, and again, this is a modern-day buck-breaking. What they're saying is, if you don't play by our rules, we'll let you get elected. We'll let you go out and run for office and let the people vote for you. But if you don't follow and behave the way we want you to behave, we will take that right away from you. We will strip that from you, regardless of what the rules say, we will rewrite the rules and remove you from your seat. And I see the same thing happening here with the two representatives in Tennessee. And um, at this point, nothing surprises me about this country and their racist, racist antics and tactics. Now, how old were you when uh, you were elected? I was 30 years old, I believe. 30, 30 years old 30 when years I was old. elected. So everyone basically the same age, uh, the the uh, representatives in Tennessee, Pearson and Jones, they they are in their late twenties. You were were thirty years old, and it it, it seems that uh, the white power structure can't deal with young black men who are exerting power. I agree. I, I agree. I think it's a different generation of outspoken young people who will not get along to go along. There was a lot of people. My mother told me once, she said, if the sacrifice or if the benefit, if the benefit is greater than the sacrifice, then you do what you have to do. 
because there was times where I was on the council. You got to understand, I was an activist. I am an activist. One thing the mayor told me, the mayor told me, you can't be a council member and an activist. Well, why not? An activist is just an advocate, and a council member is an advocate for the people. So I was an activist who turned council member, and, um, and they told me that I needed to pipe it down. And I struggled with how much, how far do I push the envelope? Is it more beneficial to keep this seat and remain in a position to, to change laws and, and have a position and a voice in these rooms? Or do I give it all that I can give it, regardless of the outcome? And I was, it, it was a little bit difficult trying to balance. I almost felt like they put a muzzle on me. I almost felt like becoming a council member made it harder for me because there was this, this line I was trying to tote, a line that I needed to walk um, so that I wouldn't uh, rock the boat too much. But at the end of the day, I was going to speak for the people who elected me, and whatever comes of it, comes of it, and I can hold my head high. That's good. You did hold your uh, head high, and you still are. Uh, Representatives Jones and, and uh, Pearson are activists much like yourself. I had covered earlier uh, with the folks that are listening that this political hit was not just a hit because they did the protests of, of of uh, regarding the the lack of gun legislation, they had also uh, protested. Uh, uh, Representative Jones and Representative Pearson had also protested Confederate statues such as Nathan Bedford Forrest. That's the man who who uh, uh, that's the person. I want. I don't want to call him a man, but that's the person who uh, founded the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, they were talking about uh, removing those statues down, and they did set-ins uh, in the uh, uh, the Tennessee State House. They were activists much like yourself. So it's like they would prefer really for a person not to be an activist, but they prefer to shut them down legislation-wise. And, and then if you're an activist and you get elected, they they want to go ahead and penalize you again, just like you said. Go ahead. Yeah, I said that um, I, I had a. I remember doing a speech down in, in front of the Dallas courthouse the, the summer of 2020 uh, with the city of Dallas. And, and um, when I was a protester, they told me, well, you know, they told me, and the opposition is they, they told me that protesting is not how you get change done. That's not the right way to do it. Right. Then they told me to go get elected if I wanted to, to really make change. And they challenged me to do that. And that's what I did. Ultimately, I went out, I ran a campaign, and I got elected, duly elected by the people. And when I started to try to make policy changes, they told me that wasn't the way to do it. When I wanted to write the proclamations, they told me that wasn't the way to do it. So every time uh, we, we reach the challenge or we meet the challenge, they change the goalposts or they change the rules or they tell us it's still not enough. It's never going to be enough for these people because at the end of the day, they don't want to see us there. So what do we do? What's the, what's the game plan? We keep doing what we're doing. We keep showing up and showing out and exposing this, this hatred and this bigotry and this racism. Uh, all they are doing is exposing how crooked and flawed this system really is. I remember being a child and, 
and thinking that and, and revering these people in these positions like, oh, what an amazing feat it is to, to see how, how hard these people must have worked. And now I understand that they didn't work hard at all except to gerrymander these, these states and these cities and these jurisdictions because these people are not capable, uh, they are not qualified, they are not educated, and you can see that there are educated young people like, like ourselves who can come in and do the work and run circles around them, and they hate us for it. And, and, and it's like that you do for the people that you can do for. Some people will never like you for whatever, the color of your shoes, the color of your skin, the month that you were born in, how your hair is growing out, for whatever reason, and you can't change those people. Only God can change them. So we keep doing what we can. We keep pushing the envelope. We keep electing young people, and, and we keep putting in, in the face of the public how crooked they are. And it is going to backfire on Tennessee, and it is going to backfire on McKinney and any other person that stands in the way of justice for us. Now, that's a, a good plan to have. We just need more people to exercise that plan. And and I, I'm very happy uh, to work with you. I've worked with you a, a couple of times before. I think the first time uh, I met you was in Balk Springs. You probably don't remember. It was in Balk Springs because they, you know who they are, they were trying to remove Tartisha Hill, city council person, city council woman Tartisha Hill, uh, from uh, the Balk Springs City Council, and you you yes, came sir. down and you spoke. Yes, it, sir. I, I love my sister Tartisha. She is a, an amazing black woman, uh, HBCU graduate, and she is continuously rocking. And I can't wait to see her. I know she just ran for Congress. So I can't wait to see her uh, over there actually serving a, a greater population of the people. Uh, she is amazing. And yeah, I mean, I will be in. Vault Springs, Fort Worth, uh, Houston, wherever it is that I need to be to speak up for justice and equity. And um, I remember meeting you there, but I'm not going to let anything happen to my people uh, under my watch without a fight. Just know that the fight is going to come with it. And I'm not, and that's what they hate about it is that these young brothers are fighting. They are speaking up. They are boisterous. They are not shying away. We are not going to sit around and be quiet to save a seat. What good is the seat if you don't accomplish the work that helps your people? So I would rather go in there, fight for every crumb that I can for my people. And if that means they're going to put me out, they're going to put me out knowing that I, I gave everything I had to give to fight for our community. All right. Well, you heard it well from City Councilman Lashadian Shemwell. I appreciate you, brother, as always. And thank so I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Commissioner, your show and what you're doing. And uh, all power to the people, all power to the people. I am nothing without you. I am nothing alone. I am because you are and all power to the people. Don't delay. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you for calling in. Peace and power. Peace and power. All right. All right. Now, you see how I got tied up and tongue-tied. I wanted to talk to my brother because, man, it's just incredible for me to uh, know these 
young men and women who are doing a lot of good things in the community. And as he had stated before, very few people reach back out. And see, this is where we're at. I'm 60 years old now, you know. I'm getting kind of up in age, and sometimes it's hard for me to walk around. I still got one good fight left in me, and that fight is today. And it's helping people like Lashady and Shemwell and Representative Justin Pearson, Representative Justin Jones, because what they're going through is essentially what I went through 40 years ago disrespected, and that only led to my disgust of them disrespecting me. And I somehow thought that maybe, maybe things would change. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how you think things have changed because we progress on a calendar year, and one day it's not 1980 is 2000, and then it's not 2000, it's 2020. It's not 2020, it's 2023. And maybe perhaps you somehow get caught up because you see things that are superficially that's happening. Perhaps when you grew up, there were no blacks on TV. Now you see black people on TV all the time. Perhaps there were no black astronauts, but you see black astronauts. Perhaps there were no black quarterbacks, and you see black quarterbacks. But you know, more and more as I talk about perhaps, we see things that are. We see things that shouldn't be. We see things such as the Tennessee three, let's cut it to two, because only two were expelled. And they were expelled because they were exercising what we believe in this country makes this country great. Councilman Shimwell spoke about he grew up thinking that these people sat on these boards and these city councils were all of that. Yes, I too grew up thinking that. I grew up thinking that presidents of the United States wouldn't be embarrassments such as the ones that we had before, such as, I'm not going to mention his name, he, you know, he was a defendant in a New York court case this week, so you know who it is. But I somehow thought that one day, if we had a black president, that everybody could realize that together, we're all in this together. But no, it didn't quite work out that way. It seemed like America rebelled because we had a black man living in a white house. And we seemed to have lost our collective mind. It seems like we're no longer these United States, but we happen to be states that are separated. 
One lives upstairs, the other lives downstairs. A people, one live upstairs, and unfortunately, I'm living downstairs. And that's what happened in Tennessee this past week. The people who live upstairs, hmm, well, they clowned us because we on the bottom floor. But we have to keep doing more. That's why you're listening to the Commish Radio Show, because you want to know what to do. You want to get that information. See, it happened in Tennessee. It's already happened in McKinney, Texas. It could very well happen again in any of these United States. And that's what's sorrowful about this. Because we appear to be in this together. Dr. Martin Luther King once said, he said, I, I'm afraid that I integrated into a burning building, a burning house. America's burning. And we need to put the fire out. So thank you for listening to the Commish Radio Show, and we'll see you back next week. Thank you. This is Bridget Whitmore, running for the 193rd Civil District Court. As a Dallas native, I want to bring balance and fairness to the 193rd and restore justice for my community. When I'm not fighting the good fight, I listen to Ed Gray and the Commish Radio Show. Hey, you know, whenever I want good Cajun food, I go to Thibodeau's, located at 107 North Cedar Ridge in Duncanville, Texas. They're really hot, just like the Commission Radio Show in Thibodeau's. Hot as this gumbo. We will see you later at Thibodeau's.
Hey, this is D.D. Ingram, host of the D.D. Ingram Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. from FBRN Studios at Glove Light Park in Arlington, Texas. Log on to hear a living room conversation that we invite you to be a part of. So be sure to log on each week on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. to catch the D.D. Ingram Show on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Podcasters and internet radio hosts, it's time to take your show to the next level. Hi, my name is Sammy G, a 30-plus year radio broadcasting veteran, public speaker, and voiceover artist. And for the last 11 years, now the proud owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, the largest and most listened to streaming platform and radio station facility of its kind. Two years ago, I created a proprietary system to help podcasters and internet radio hosts learn how to program their show like the pros, build a constantly growing and loyal fan base, and monetize their show. I teach this system every six weeks via Zoom to individuals all over the world. The Behind the Mic Masterclass is six one-hour classes that will finally take your show to the next level. Call today, 817-633-4880, 817-633-4880, and reserve your seat for the next Behind the Mic Masterclass. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You can say how are you will get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip flops. You can ask on your couch while you binge watch. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at seizetheawkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. FBRN.us Radio Network. Jump in. Up close and personal to Facebook radio show, way the commission radio show. Uh, this radio show is the best radio show from Como to the Congo. And as you know, we are uh, doing things live right here. And I got my hands in there just like I just don't care. Just want to make sure that everybody is able to hear me. Want to send a shout out to all of those people who've been listening uh, throughout uh, the uh, community. Let's fade that on out. I just want to go ahead and talk for a second. Uh, just left, uh, just left, uh, well, just left sunny South Dallas where Eric Wilson, a former city councilman, deputy mayor pro tem, Eric Wilson was having his birthday party and uh, wanted to uh, go ahead and send a special shout out to him as well regarding uh, his birthday and uh, it's been a very uh, joyous week in the uh, Commission Nation Network land. Uh, been doing a lot of things in the community, and as I'm strolling through my phone here, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really locate a phone number of a good friend of mine who used to be on uh, the Commission Radio Show. I'm going to give this to my assistant so she can call him up and have him to call in right now. Can you call him up and tell him to call in now? 
call in now. We'll have them on standby. Uh, we have been now on the Commission Radio Show now for uh, over 10 years, and we've been here at Fishbowl Radio Network. I mean, how many years, Angelo, have we been here now? You've been here 13. You, you, you've, been here, you've been here 13 years, and the, the network's been here, what, 13 years as well? And I think I've been here 10, maybe 10 of those 13 years. 10 years, 10 years, 10 years. And uh, uh, go ahead, and, and uh, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, some folks to uh, go ahead and get, step on out and give them a call. And, and uh, uh, we started off at 411 Reality Radio, and uh, we uh, migrated over here to uh, the Fishbowl Network. And uh, this is a, a great opportunity for us to continue our alliance with Fishbowl uh, Radio Network. But a lot of people don't know we actually started out at 411 Reality Radio. And at that particular time, we started off at 411 Reality Radio. We got to call in right now. Uh, we started off uh, uh, with the young man who got us started into his uh, radio network and one of the people that I had on my show and on my team because at that time my, my team and network uh, was comprised of, uh, of, 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 of obviously me being cool I can't get beyond that I just can't get beyond that but cool and politics and but we had comedy we had uh, entertainment and we had basically Oak Cliff style so uh, I, I think we have a caller in, and uh, you probably would recognize his voice if you heard his voice. Uh, caller, are you there? Oh, shucky ducky quack quack. All right, okay, shucky ducky quack quack. <laughs> there we go. Now we're going back old school right there, old school right there, because we're talking about shucky ducky quack quack. And, and, and a lot of people don't know that shucky ducky is the original member of uh, the Commission Radio Show team. So whatever I've done politically and everything, I'd like to go ahead and, and uh, also thank uh, Shecky for keeping this uh, possible for me to have uh, actually been doing this as well. So uh, what's been going on, man? Oh, man, everything is everything. I've just been working, uh, trying to stay above water uh, and everything, getting ready to go to Germany, man. I'm getting ready to go to Germany on March the 8th. And do a, a, a show out there, you know. So uh, I just been traveling, and I got a show coming up on March the 29th at the uh, Arlington Improv. So we're gonna do that old school, new school, and bringing in Barbara Carlisle from uh, Savannah, Georgia. Also Vince uh, D from uh, Seaport, Louisiana. We're gonna have a good time on the 29th. And uh, I've got a lot, of, a lot of stuff just happening, man. And just I'm just 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 staying afloat. Well, that's good. Uh, Arlington Improv. Now you keep inviting me to come out there. You 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 say I know where it's at because I'm down the street from it, and I need to actually come out there and, and actually see you. The last time you were out there, I believe, uh, Bruh Man was out there as well. So uh, I need to come out there and see you. When is when did you say show? Yeah, is? Well, uh, yeah, you need to come on out there so so you can set up in front of the people, and let them know what the commission is all about. Hey, but you know, hey, I can't be doing that, man, because. Uh, Man, you comics be putting me on blast and everything, man. I can't be doing that, man. Oh no, man. No, man. Now you know I ain't that kind of comedian. Now I don't. I ain't gonna be talking about you nothing like that. I ain't, I ain't that kind of comedian. Now you, you want to come out and have some fun and enjoy ourselves. 
I, I know because I know Joe Torrey did me like that once, man. I mean, Joe Torrey, I said, man, because we, we, of all places, me and Joe Torrey and, and you know, uh, Jonathan from 411, we were all out hanging. C.W. Whitaker, we were all out hanging out. And, and, and Joe Torrey was cracking on me. I said, I was a legend at Carter High School. And he said, what you do? And, and I knew the minute the way he started saying, what you do? Real fast like that. I said, oh, man, I'm about to be part of a skit. I said, I didn't want to be part of no skit, man. So, you know, hey, but you know, you comics, man, y'all are kind of, y'all, y'all, y'all cold, man. When you, when you, you got an exclusive club with a comic, man. I don't want to be getting into it, man, like that. But. So, how long you been doing comedy, man? Man, I've been doing comedy about 33 years, man. 33. 33. About 33. I, and you know what? I didn't think I was going to be a comedian because, you know, I really was a shy person in school. So, you know, all my, uh, if you go to all of my uh, classmates, they surprised that I'm a stand-up comedian. Yeah, 33 years. What school you graduated from? I, mean, I I already know the answers. People out there don't know the answers, though. Well, what school? Uh, Roosevelt High School. One of the best schools in the Dallas uh, Metroplex. Even though South Oak Cliff has won a championship, I got to get kudos for South Oak Cliff for winning them championship back-to-back championships. And uh, you got all three brothers that won a championship. Duncan Bill, DeSoto, and uh, uh, Sato Cliff. So I got to get kudos to them. I'm waiting for you to say Carter, man. Bro, you ain't saying nothing about Carter. No, I ain't with no Carter. I ain't with no Carter. When I went to Carter, it went, my, my kind went up in there. When you went to Carter, <laughs> your kind went up in there. I said, when, I, when Carter was existing, my kind went up in there. And when, man, hey, you know, hey, I, I was there when your kind was up in there. You know, it wasn't too many of us our kind up in there, but when I was there. Yeah, but well, see, I graduated. See, I, I graduated in 75. Oh, yeah, okay. See, y'all graduated in uh, 80s. Yeah, you right. I graduated in 80s. I graduated in 80s. Is, I was in 75, so, you know, so that's a whole new different, that's a whole new different ball game during my time. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, I also understand, uh, cause I was looking at, looking at you, you, we talk all the time, you know, and, and be honest with them and let the folks know that, that, uh, when you guys be talking to comedians and everything and listening to comedians, when they on stage, they on stage, but when they off stage, they have lives like you and I have. But this brother, Shucky, man, he, he's a deep brother, man. He, you know, we, we talk all the time about all types of stuff, man. So I, I, I want to say right now, I appreciate, I really do. Uh, this gives me the opportunity to say this live right now. No strings attached to it. I appreciate our friendship, man. I really do, man. So thank you, man. And I do too. Hey, have you read this book, Paved the Way by Colin Yarbrough? I'm holding it up right now. I'm no, no I, haven't, I haven't read that book. Yeah, because, you know, it talks about 10th Street. You know, that, that's that area over there by you. It talked about R.L. Thornton Freeway coming through 10th Street and tearing up the uh, neighborhood and everything. I recommend any and everybody in Dallas really to read that book. But there's a, a, a distinct mm-hmm. chapter on that, man. And, you know, they, I understand. What's, they, called, what's the name? Paved what's the name a Way. Paved a Way. Paved. Paved the way. Mm-hmm. Paved the way by now, Colin I read the book, uh, Well, I read that book, Accommodations. Yeah, that's a good book. That's a good book. I I, I recommend everybody read that one. Paved the way, White Metropolis, and and, and uh, the accommodation. Actually, read that one as well. You still got your barbershop? I need a haircut. Uh, yeah, I still got it. 
It's still hanging in there. Okay, because I need to come by, swing by there, and get a haircut. You cutting hair or you having other people do it for you? No, man, I ain't got time to cut no hair. I be cutting up. I be laughing at your hair cut. Uh, but, I, but I don't want to be doing no cutting of hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He said, put if a bowl want, cut on there. Cut around the bowl. If you want, yeah, if you want you a good haircut, you better get one of them barbers that went to school. <laughs> you, you said, you just own the place. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just the landlord. That's all right. Hey, uh, yeah, I, I can dig that, man. So, the comics that you have, the the dates of the show, again, and then I want to talk to you about the Germany thing because this COVID stuff, man. As we talked when COVID was coming out, man, it was it was uh it was bad for business for a lot of people, man. And I want you to talk. Oh that, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Bro. It was really bad. I I caught COVID. I I caught that COVID. Uh, but uh good thing that I knew how to work at immune system. I don't understand what was going on. You got to build your immune system. And uh uh and a lot of people ain't building that immune system. But I did I I I did catch this COVID. Man, you caught it, huh? Yeah, I, I had caught it. I caught it. But I you know but shoot, shoot I'm I'm good now. Yeah. Well I saw one of the videos you had on YouTube, uh, that you was talking about COVID and about being sixty four and sixty five years old and everything, I, yeah, I, right. But you know, buddy, those people who had the underlying conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, you know, certain ailments. That what it did was what that, that COVID did is accelerated uh, those things because you know when I was went to barber school, so in the barber school, I ain't no doctor, but I'm a barber. I, I know I went to barber school, and they told us about pathogenic and non pathogenic genes. So therefore, you know, you got to have certain uh, there are certain things that eating up each other inside of your body. You but you got to have a balance within that, you know. So when one thing get out of whack, and start eating on itself, you know. But I learned that in barber school. See, folks, this is what I'm talking about. See, you thought you were just gonna hear some jokes. You hear what he's talking about? See, that's what <laughs> <laughs> see that, those kind of comments. I ain't no doctor. <laughs> ain't no doctor right. you, I, I but, just came for the bandaid. Can't put a band-aid on everything. But uh, but I do hear what you said, how you did that. You said, I'm not a doctor. So you say, yeah, I can't get sued. Because <laughs> you heard it on the commission radio show. And Shecky Becky said that. Now I'm going to sue him. I'm not a doctor. And you say, I learned this in barber school. <laughs> and you say, and then, and then you just drop that knowledge like that, man. man and now, <laughs> how much German do you speak, man? You say you're going to I'll German. I speak uh, German. Uh, German chocolate cake. That's the closest I can get to German. German chocolate cake. Nah, German chocolate cake. You know, that's the closest. That's all. That's, 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 all, that's all the German I know. Well, how you get a job in Germany, man, telling jokes in Germany? How they go understand? Well, you know, they got they got a lot of military bases in Germany. Okay. You know, they got a lot of uh, uh, military bases in Germany. You know, I, I you know I went over to travel with brother man. We went over to Japan, Italy, Spain. Uh, 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 you know, Hawaii, all those places. You know, we, we perform in front of a lot of military bases. Oh, man. They, they, they were happy to see us, boy. We, we were cracking them jokes. They were happy to see us come out there telling them jokes. Man. Man, you're doing it up, man. You know, and, yeah, and, and, I thought, 
Somebody asked me, was the army, what, what have I been in the army? I said, yeah, the closest I've been in the army was South Asian Army. That's the closest I've been to the army. Yeah, that's right there in your, <laughs> in your area, too, right up on that hill. Yeah, Salvation Army. <laughs> yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, closest I've been, yep. to, closest I've been to the army was going to the ROTC hall and going past that real fast. That's about it. You know, that was it. So when is the Germany gig? When is that going to be? Uh, that's going to be in uh, March. March. You said today is March 8th through the 13th. Oh, that's right around the corner. That's right around the corner. Right around and then when I get back, then I've got the, uh, I'm supposed to go to Virginia, I think, on the 25th of March. And then uh, uh got the 29th uh, of uh, March in uh, Arlington. And then I've got the 1st of April, supposed to be going to Texarkana, you know, stuff like that. So then I've got May, I've got to go to New Orleans. I've got to show in New Orleans. Okay. But I've just been moving. Well, send it to me through text. I want to hang out with you on a couple of times. Texarkana, huh? Yeah, when is Texarkana? Yeah, Texarkana. April 1st. April 1st in Texarkana. Which side? The Texas side yep. or the Arkansas side? Don't matter. You're in Texarkana. I don't know. The Ross Perot side, whatever the Ross Perot side is, that's the side it's going to be. That's Texas side. <laughs> that's the Texas side. That's okay, that's Ross Perot yeah, side. Yeah, that, everybody in, in, in Texas kind of know about state line, you know, you, you, the Texas kind of side. One side is Texas, the other side is Arkansas. I may hang out. I mean, why they call it? Uh, huh? Go ahead. What you saying? I said, what you gonna hang out? You want to? What you want to hang out down there in Texas County? Yeah, yeah. I got well, come on. I got I got Ken folk in there, man. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's, 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 tell that's, them, that's, tell them, tell them, take the plate now. Take the plate because I I know that good those down home cooking is down there. Yeah, that's that's where my daddy was from, Texarkana, man. On the on the Arkansas oh, okay. side. Yeah. Yeah. So I okay. know, I know exactly so you, where that's. You it. might know. Okay. All right, but I, but we, I'll be down there. I'll be down there doing my little. Telling my little jokes. It's like a blues festival down there. I'm opening up for a blues festival. It's uh, uh, some uh, some hard hitting blues people gonna be uh, on that show in Texas, Canada. Who's that? Who's gonna be there? I, get I don't know the artist. The guy was. They were telling me the artist, but I forgot who the artist was because uh, they do this every year, and uh, I'll be opening up. You know, they put smiles on their face, and then the blues people take it on home. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have Angelo play. Angelo play some T.J. Hooker Taylor since we he talking about the blues on there. We got some blues here. We got something on there. Uh, T.J. Hooker Taylor on there. So yeah, all right. Well, you know, as always, we stay in touch. You know how some people say, let's you know, I always say, let's stay in touch, and they really don't. And you know, but that ain't the way we do it. We definitely will stay in touch. Yeah, we definitely will stay in touch, man. Thank you, Johnny. You're doing great things with the radio show. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, we've been friends a long time, and we do stay in touch. So hey, we don't wait for a funeral or anything like that uh, for us to you know get back together again. Even though the last time we was together, it was at a funeral, but it wasn't because. Oh yeah, you had. Yeah, yeah, we was what well, we said we were saying something at the at the funeral. Yeah, oh, no. uh, we were we were taking no jokes or nothing. No, we were taking no, no jokes. Oh no, that we talking about Bobby. Bobby won all that money. Bobby won all that money uh, uh, from the casino. Yeah, and, uh, 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 Bobby. Uh, uh, what did he do with that money? He said he bought him a uh, bought him a car and a and a, and a wardrobe or something. So I told him did he buy some glasses. 
because he couldn't see how to drive. He had a, 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 a what a CNI. He put bought him a CNI dog. And when the when the when he be driving, the dog was helping him drive. So when the dog when the dog barked one time, that means turn right. When the bark dog barked two times, it said turn left. When the bark on the uh on the bar uh it did something woo woo woo. He said, but when the dog say ur ur ur, he didn't hit something. Second, <laughs> <laughs> so went too far, man. Hey, man. But, hey, I want to thank you again, man. Uh, again, I appreciate you for calling in. I just wanted to go ahead and, as always, uh, uh, thank you again for our friendship. I guess uh, that'll be it, man. I guess hopefully I'll see you in April, uh, possibly in Texarkana. Hang out with you. Yeah, you see me in April? Well, I'm yeah, not going to Germany. March 29th. Don't forget March, March, you know, you, March, you March 29th. I want to see you in all of the... Oh, all March 29th. That's, that's, that's easy for you to find that. Yeah, that's I want to see you now, because that's close to your radio station. Yeah, that's close right there. I, I don't even have to go on I-30 to, to find that. If I find that on I-30, I'm, I'm, I'm something wrong. So, hey, thank you again. I appreciate it, man. We'll holler at you soon. All right, Commish. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on your show, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem now. All right, take care. All right. All right, Angelo. Angelo, I know you're a little younger than I am, man. A little younger, I say. He says a little younger. A lot younger than I am. I think Angelo's not even 30 years old. You 30 yet, man? I'll be 30 this year. He says, I'll be 30 this year. <laughs> so, Angelo's so young, he don't even remember when the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl. <laughs> were you ever alive when they won a Super Bowl? How old were you when they went? They got one in 95, so I was born in 93, and I think they got one in 93 as well. I mean, you don't even remember it, though. Well, no, I mean, I you were alive, though. That was a question, though. That was a lie. Yeah, that was a question, though. You know who Shaky Daggy is? Yes, I heard the name. I haven't seen any of his stand-up stuff. You, you heard? Okay, okay. Yeah, but you you see the clip now, so you know you, you saw Okay, so you'll be able to look at some of the clips when we get done. So what we'll go ahead and do is we will uh, go ahead and uh, we're coming up on the 5 o'clock mark. Or what we're going to go ahead and do is we always like to split this show up in two segments. And the first segment we did uh, was with Shucky Ducky. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the news of the week. So let's play a couple of uh, minutes of Shucky Ducky. The, we'll start off with the uh, Shucky Ducky quack quack and then we'll go into the the old Shucky Ducky, and, and uh, hey, well, we'll let it go. Uh, T.J. Hooker Taylor, uh, you, you got that clip from T.J. Hooker Taylor. You know who Johnny Taylor is? You know, that's T.J. Hooker Taylor. That's his son. Yes, sir. Oh, so you've played his music before on our show before. Yes, sir. Okay. We, did we interview him when you was here? Uh, I don't think I was here when y'all did that interview. I oh. mean, yeah, no, I don't think I was, I was here. I didn't yeah. But then again, you interview famous people all the time. Howard Scott War. You with him every, every, every single week. So we play Johnny Taylor, the you know his father, uh, all the time. All the time. All the time. I have I have a couple Johnny Taylor records at the house. All right. Who's making love to your old lady? All right. Somehow I know you got that one at the house for some reason. I just don't know why. But nevertheless, I digress. So let me go ahead and uh, we'll see you back on the second hour. All right. 
Shooky dooky, quack quack. Take off line, shooky dooky, quack quack. Shook it, okay, quack, quack. Shook it, okay, quack, quack. Take off line, shook it, okay, quack, quack. Go back. I got to go back. Back to the days where my daddy said, Listen, every guy I know trying to get ahead. Working two jobs. Tell you I'm almost dead. You better work your fingers right down to the bone. There's a cat named Jody creeping around in your home. There's a cat
Hey, you know, whenever I want good Cajun food, I go to Thibodeau's, located at 107 North Cedar Ridge in Duncanville, Texas. They're really hot, just like the Commiss Radio Show in Thibodeau's. Hot as this gumbo. We will see you later at Thibodeau's. Hello, this is Chris Howe, the Chris Howe Foundation, and the founder of In the Huddle with Chris Howe. You know, I really enjoy listening to Ed Gray right here on the Commission Radio Show. If you need empowerment, you need encouragement, and you need information that's going to help you to move to the next level, then you need to listen to the Commission Radio Show right here. This is Sheldon Smith, president of the National Black Police Association Dallas Chapter, with my good friend Ed Gray on Commish Radio every Saturday. Tune in. Hi, this is your host, Pastor Clemens of the God's Warrior Show, broadcasting live each week on Saturday at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Now log on to hear feel good gospel music, inspiration words, and exciting guest interviews. Be sure to log on to God's Warrior Show on Fishbowl Radio Network every Saturday to receive the blessing that you've been waiting for. On Fishbowl Radio Network, jump in. Podcasters, the name of the game is to get more visibility for your podcast so you can gain more credibility with your audience, thus more profitability. If you're ready to start syndicating your podcast and massively grow your audience and influence, then contact Fishbowl Radio Network today at 817-633-4880. Fishbowl Radio Network is one of the largest streaming platforms in the world. And now, your podcast can be heard all over the world by the listening audience that Fishbowl Radio Network has amassed over the last 11 years. With over 6 million impressions a month and growing, this is a platform that all podcasters should be on to create greater visibility for their podcast. Jump in today and be a part of the Fishbowl family, streaming great live internet radio shows and podcasts 24-7-817-633-4880. Jump in. name is Gail Todd with Townview Realtors. If you find yourself in the market to buy, sell, lease, or maybe you want to be a part of this hot real estate market by investing, just give my team of professionals and I a call at 214-675-9572. Again, that's 214-675-9572. Or you can email me at gtodd88 at yahoo.com. With me, it's all about you. Hey, this is Maria Aceves, and I'm running for the 192nd Civil District Court, and I'm listening to the Kamish Radio Show. Tune in. This is Sheldon Smith, president of the National Black Police Association Dallas Chapter, with my good friend Ed Gray on Kamish Radio every Saturday. Tune in. Hey, how you doing? This is Ed Gray of the Commission Radio Show. Stay tuned and tune in and be up to speed on everything in social justice, human rights, and politics on the Commission Radio Show, airing every Saturday, 5 p.m. on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in.
Hey, this is Maria Aceves, and I'm running for the 192nd Civil District Court, and I'm listening to the Commish Radio Show. Tune in. This is Sheldon Smith, president of the National Black Police Association Dallas Chapter, with my good friend Ed Gray on Commish Radio every Saturday. Tune in. How you doing? This is Ed Gray, Commission Radio Show. I wanted to spend a couple of minutes with you this uh, afternoon to talk to you about uh, friendship. Uh, earlier part of the day, we uh, spoke with uh, former Deputy Mayor Pro Tem Eric Wilson in Dallas. And it's about friendship. Uh, you know, he had words about people being at his birthday party. Uh, and I was proud to be at his party. He invited me to be there, and he pointed out people that were invited. And, well, well, they were someplace else. Uh, but this is not about being someplace else. It's about being where you're at. And where you're at is whenever there's a friend in need, and that you're there. It depends upon uh, whether or not you get a phone call in the morning time that says, that, "Hey, I want to talk to you about." certain things. I just want to hear your voice. A lot of times that happens. We uh, had during hour number one, Shucky Ducky. I know uh, when I hear the name Shucky Ducky, I just immediately start to smile. And I've been knowing Shucky now for quite some time. Over 10 years, we've been good friends. And it's more than just a joke and a smile between us. But sometimes you get that that phone call, that phone call in the morning time from a friend that says, well, another friend of yours, uh, you may want to give him a call because, well, something's bad happened. I'm like, well, what, ha- what happened? Well, in this particular case, what happened was a friend of mine, Chief Joe Fitzgerald, Dr. Chief Joe Fitzgerald, and his wife lost their son, Sergeant Chris Fitzgerald. Temple University Police Department. You may have heard about it this past week. It's been blasted all in the newspapers and all in the social media and throughout the world and throughout the uh, news world. But also, Chief Fitzgerald is also a friend of mine who follows this show. It's somewhat difficult for me to even talk about this right now because Half the time, he's like you are, listening to this show right here during this time frame. You know, perhaps he's looking and listening at this show to get away from it all. And with this time, I want this minute of time to be, if he's looking at this show, to know how much I appreciate him. And it's not appreciation of just a political appreciation. You know how politicians do it. I appreciate you. I appreciate I appreciate what you do. Where they're just trying to get votes or they're trying to stop something from happening. Because with Chief Fitzgerald, this is about honor and dignity. And with his family, it's about honor and dignity as well. It's about honor and dignity in which you put on that badge and you know that a lot of people out there don't like you because you got that badge on. A lot of people don't respect you because you have that badge on. And then also being a black man... You know, a lot of people don't like you when you take off that badge. It's hard being black and blue. Yeah, I know. I have friends and family, family that wear that same badge. And with Chief Fitzgerald, it's different as well. 
Because here's a man who, a man of honor and dignity who's went through a lot in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in which people that supposed to had his back, they had his back, but they had a knife in his back. And he's trying to walk a tight line between pleasing people but realizing that you can't please anyone when you walk in that line because if you deviate one way or another, then you cross that line. But this thin blue line, this line that has been crossed is another line right now. It's not about a thin blue line. It's about the line of dignity and it's a line of humanity. Dignity and humanity. He lost his son. It's difficult to lose a son. Some of us know these things more so than others. And to his family who watched this show, Miss Fitzgerald, who watches this show, and uh, to uh, Dr. Chief Joe Fitzgerald, who reached out to me publicly and asked to meet with me at an event in which I was standing next to Ambassador Ron Kirk, and we're just chilling, and he sent over word from his assistant for him to, uh, you know, he wanted to meet me. And here he is, the chief of police wanting to meet me. Well, I want to meet him today, too. I just want to put my arms around him and tell him I love him. This is what brotherhood is about. This is the Commission Radio Show. Angelo, uh, we 